Welcome to CEO Mighty. I'm Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I've got Chris Mackey. He is the institutional investment strategist and author of Solutionomics. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you and your viewers. All right, give us some, some background, some color on yourself, and then I want to dive into today's topic with you, consumer confidence. Certainly. So I've spent about uh, 27 years on the investment strategy side, advising small companies, large companies, one of the largest pension funds in the world, um, worked with the Federal Reserve, advised them. Uh, basically, I've been in the marketplace, as I like to say. I've been working with companies, seeing what causes them to create jobs, what causes them to increase wages, what drives their activities, and translating that into investment strategies. Great. That is a lot of the work that I do with a nonprofit I work with for alleviating poverty. But I want to get some insights from you on the consumer confidence sector, the part that you're focusing in on. Certainly. Well, thanks for asking that question, because out of all the economic variables out there right now, that's the number one variable I'm focusing on. And the reason is we have what I call a single engine economy. The economy is being driven primarily by the consumer. Business investment is actually contracting a little bit. And so that leaves the consumer as the primary driver of the economy today. And so I'm watching their confidence because confidence drives consumer consumption. And that's gonna be the key to our economic growth going forward. And what we're seeing in consumer confidence is we're seeing good consumer confidence, but it's waning. So it's at a good level today, but it's starting to soften. And so I'm watching that very closely. Why is it waning? Do you have any indicators that are giving you the cause of that? Yes, you know, the, the, the consumer, um, uh, fairly skittish. It doesn't take much to, uh, to spook them. So um, when you look at headlines, headlines are critical. Uh, it's not just, for example, the jobs numbers, it's the headlines surrounding that. It's the headlines surrounding the so-called trade war with China. It's also what's going on with the stock market. Now, more recently, equity markets have been very robust, and that has helped to boost consumer confidence. But, you know, not so long ago, it was fairly volatile, and that was pulling consumer confidence down. So look at trade, look at uh, the jobs reports, and look at the equity markets, and you'll have good insights into consumer confidence and, therefore, consumer spending in the economy. Now, trade is a big deal these days. It's in the headlines all over the place. What are we doing with China? How are we doing trades with Turkey? How are we doing trades with our Latin American partners? So give me an idea of the feeling that you have going forward, how our consumer confidence is going to be swayed one way or the other. Let's, let's just start with the trade issue. Certainly. Well, what we hope that happens is we get some kind of a truce. Uh, and let me be clear, it, it's not going to be an agreement of sorts. It's not going to solve our differences with China. Uh, it's it's going to be a truce, and it's frankly going to be driven a lot by politics and the need to get that off the table before the 2020 election. Let me just say one thing about that, which is that while the U.S. is very motivated to get a trade deal before the 2020 election, remember, the president of China is president for life. So he does not have the same political pressure, which means that they may not have as much um, impetus or pressure to make a deal, 
which is why you have the situation where they say, oh, we got a deal, and all of a sudden you hear, well, China says they want something different. Every time you have that fit and start, that impacts you know, consumer confidence. And so we're going to be watching that very closely. How do you feel about the employment numbers? Do you feel that we're going to be leveling off, expanding, or we're going into a contracting uh, phase? Well, where we are today, let me talk about the levels today. So the levels today are healthy. You know, they're averaging through, you know, the first part of, you know, this year so far, I should say. You know, we're averaging about 155,000 jobs a month. That's adequate. That's more than enough. Importantly, it's down from about 220,000 in 2018. So while the numbers are adequate, we're seeing a clear moderation in employment growth. Now, the key question is, is that because the unemployment rate and unemployment rate is at historically low levels and companies just can't find people? Or is it also because companies are pulling back a little bit because of their concern about what's going on, not only in trade policy, but with slowing global growth? You know, my take on that is it's a combination of the two. So as it relates to jobs, it's okay today, but it's definitely moderating. Now, inflation obviously plays a part in everybody's life. Do you see that as being any factor going forward? You know, it's a factor, but not in the way that uh, maybe you and I remember uh, from back in the day when inflation was much higher. It's a factor in the sense of what it allows the Fed to do or not do. Because we don't have uh, runaway inflation, the Fed can be incredibly patient or as they like to say, be on a pause and leave interest rates at very low levels because they don't have those inflationary pressures. That's a Goldilocks scenario where they're en enabled um, to take a more aggressive monetary policy, or as some might say, a more dovish policy, allowing for greater stimulus going forward. All right. There is not a lot of room on the downsides for, for them to, to move rates lower. Do you feel that there's enough tools in the arsenal that if we do start to see a little bit of a slowdown, they'll be able to pick it up? I mean, Bernanke had a lot of room, but we don't have mm -hmm. that kind of room now. What do you think is going to happen with that? Because interest rates are another big factor here. Well, you, you know, you're spot on. Uh, we certainly don't have the same ammunition that we did as far as interest rate levels uh, during the last downturn. Now, hopefully... Uh, when we do have an economic slowing, or if it's just an absolute recession, hopefully it won't be to the same degree that we had the last time. What it means is that because the Fed doesn't have as much room, we may have a lower growth for longer uh, environment when we do have a recession, just because the Fed doesn't have as many tools. It does have some tools, but it just doesn't have as many or as great of ammunition as it had before. Now, in my industry sector, what I work with is a lot of private equity, small companies that are startups, which really comprise the, the bulk of American employment. Do you look at that as any kind of a, of a impacting factor on consumer confidence? You know, the, the, the small businesses impact everything. They are really the... Uh, I guess I'll say the the heroes of the economy. They're the the heart and soul. They're the they're the ones who are out there taking the risk, starting new companies. And some of those new companies that are small companies end up being very large companies and providing a significant number of jobs. So yes, 
Um, if our small businesses are flourishing, if they're doing well, uh, again, that goes back to the headlines. There are positive headlines, and that impacts consumer confidence. Conversely, you know, if you see headlines that small businesses are struggling, small businesses are um, maybe failing, that would negatively impact consumer confidence. But we're not seeing that right now. Okay, so I'm just to sum it all up in the time we have remaining. I I'm getting a feeling that you're you're feeling fairly confident, cautiously confident about the economy moving forward, and consumer confidence either steadying or perhaps even improving as we go forward through the 2020 elections, possibly into the next couple of years, because these are longer term trends we're talking about, not market timing, um, sudden turns. Well, what I would say is that right now it all comes down to the consumer because, again, when you look at the economy, mm-hmm. it's the consumer that's driving growth. It's not business investment. Right. Uh, it's not trade that's actually a drag. And so if you want to know what's going to happen to the consumer, watch their confidence. And to understand that, watch headlines as it relates to the trade war, the jobs market, and global growth. And then you'll have some good insight into what uh, the consumer will be doing, and therefore the economy going forward. Chris, where can we get your book? Thank you. You can find it on Amazon. It's called Solutionomics. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. The handle is at Solutionomics. And then I also write at Solutionomics.org. Again, that's .org. Great. Chris, thanks for being a guest on today's show. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Mine too. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Don't forget, download our new app on iOS and Android.